Blog Talk Radio. This is the year of the soldier. This is, you know, stand up or, or fall back. You know, I don't really have time to be worried about whether you fuck with me or whether you don't. You know, I, I own a brand called Zero Fucks. Like, do you think that I give a fuck whether you fuck with me or not? I fuck with you. We have a million other things that we could be talking about, we could be doing, and right now I think that my duty is to other human beings. You don't gotta fuck with me, I fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? These people that buy my brand, they fucks with me. You think that I see because you're in such pain that you see, you, you think that everybody sees how much in pain you are. Because I'm, I'm coming out a little bit stronger this year. Like, I'm getting to everybody. People that are coming to me to help, healing, they literally get right here. All right, y'all, I am here, and today is Sunday, April 28, 2019, and we are on church episode five. So last week I gave you guys a little bit of a break because some of y'all was really celebrating Easter the one time of year that y'all go to church dressed in pastels and gaiters and uh, white shoes. So I let y'all have Easter Sunday, even though I hate to break this to you, uh, Easter Sunday really didn't have anything to do with Jesus anyway or the resurrection. It has to do with the goddess Astera, who is technically the goddess of spring. Uh, I posted a lot about this on my Instagram, which is atmos.d.scott. And so, you know, I let y'all have Sunday. Plus, I enjoyed the Sunday with my family and was able to, you know, get some much-needed rest and, uh, you know, just get ready and set for the week. So Easter was originally the celebration of Ishtar, the Assyrian and Babylonian goddess of fertility and sex. And her symbols, like the egg and the bunny, were and still are fertility and sex symbols. And um, after Constantine, Constantine decided to Christianize the empire, Easter was changed to represent Jesus. But at its root, Easter, Ostera, is about Ishtar. So I want to talk today about letting things go. Um, I learned some very painful and harsh lessons over the last years about attachment and about ego and about thinking that things are mine when really they belong to the universe. And I've told y'all before how I feel about love. And I feel that the unconditional form of love, which we've talked about on this show, the agape love, exists from parent to child only, because when you love human adults, the problem is, is that we all have conditions, you know, I love you, but don't put your hands on me, I love you, but, you know, don't cheat, I love you, but this, I love you, but that, and some of the most successful relationships that I've seen, whether on television or just in person, are with people who understand who they're dating, who they're loving, who they're dealing with, or who they're in relationships with, and let them be who they are and love them anyway, okay? I think that 
people don't understand that it's the disrespect that causes the problem. So there are a lot of people, and I, I know that y'all don't really want to talk about this, so I'm going to tell you anyway just because I think that y'all need to know. A lot of these relationships that you see online, you know, like you think that Chris Jenner didn't know that Bruce Jenner was a gay or that he was dressing up in women's clothing because reports of this have been going on for years. She didn't care because you can't say you stayed around some some stuff like that for money <clears throat> because that's blowing to the ego that my man would want to wear my shoes and my dresses and, you know, still procreate with me and all these other things. But some of us, and I'm going to say some stuff that hurts your feelings, don't have that type of money, that type of financial backing to say that we don't care about our husband dressing up in dresses. Now, I would care because what's going on. <clears throat> However, we did not see at any time Bruce Jenner disrespect Chris Jenner, okay, nor did she when they were going through all this. And so some of y'all may hate the Kardashians, but if you look at their family structure, you know, y'all could say, oh, it's based on them being hoes and this, 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 and this. But if you look at <clears throat> their level of respect, it's always there. And if you disrespect them, Kris Jenner going to get you, okay? So you look at these relationships where, you know, like even my grandparents, even when we're looking at August Wilson plays, like Fences, the most popular one, and you look at that relationship between Troy and his wife, Denzel's character, and Viola Davis's character, you look at the fact that a side baby has entered the picture, and she raised that child like it was her own. And it's crazy because us in 2019, <clears throat> us type of women can't do that. You getting out, forget you, fuck you and that baby. Like, you know, and I hate to cuss, I'm a church, so, but I, I got to say this. You know, so we are not built to endure that type of unconditional love that everybody screams that they want, and just we're not built like that anymore because now we as women have options. You see, my grandmothers and your grandmothers, we, they didn't have options. They got with a dude, they stayed with him, and that was it. And that's not necessarily considered ride or die. That's considered y'all were attached to each other because back in the 60s and 70s, where were our grandmothers working? In the house. Or, or working at low-budget jobs just to be able to contribute because, you know, granddad wasn't making enough or, you know, whatever was going on. <clears throat> but during no time in those relationships that I saw with my grandparents did I really see attachment. I saw love and I saw no ego. It just it wasn't in their mind to leave somebody, okay? Now, they may have taken a hiatus. They may have slept in separate rooms. They may not have touched each other for 20 years and went on and had their separate lives, but there was no attachment. So I continued to hurt myself out here in these streets thinking that people loved the same way I do. So this isn't really about love languages. This is about me looking at someone and saying, you know what, this is who you are as a human. And although I think it is incredible and it is beautiful that you are this way, you are deceitful, you are conniving, you are a liar, you are disloyal, um, you spread your seed everywhere, you are a male prostitute, but you don't get paid, you're a clown with no makeup. I can think that you're all these things, but I still don't disrespect you. I don't disrespect that because I know that whatever it is that you're doing sexually or physically or your views and opinions on women and how you don't value them, you do know, ladies, that there are men that will sleep with women, tons of them, and don't give a single solitary fuck about you at all. It is just emotion 
for them. All men are dogs. No, they're not. The problem is, is that, you know, when I was <clears throat> growing up, my grandmother used to tell me, you know, all men are dogs. You just got to figure out which one you want to get the fleas from. And I think that what what a better way to say that would be that they're not dogs. We assume dogs go sniffing ass everywhere they go and things and such. What I think a better synopsis of that would be is that everybody is going to cause you some level of pain. You just have to figure out which ones that you're willing to suffer for. I'm not willing to suffer for none of y'all. I'm just, I'm not going to do it. I understand that, you know, um, we grew up in these Disney princess, you know, mindsets. And if you're over the age of 18, you got to start calling yourself a princess. You got to stop saying you're spoiled. Are you spoiled or is a man just doing what he's supposed to be doing if he loves you? Right? And so I think one of the most hurtful things over the years, as a queen especially, is to not be chosen, right? We all are in this pick-me environment. Pick me, pick me, pick me. I'm better than this person. I'm better than that person. And in all actuality, if you looked at the person that was the target, and I remember seeing a video about this years ago where the girl said, you know, y'all be out here fighting like fighting over a bum, like somebody that just in the long run is not even going to be worth it, and you're out here embarrassing yourself, and then when you get whatever it is or whomever it is that you was trying to get, it's, it's, I promise you it's never going to be what you thought it was. Let it go. Let it go. And I have grown quite comfortable in my prowess understanding that once I identified who a man or who a woman was, I'm going to let you live that way. Okay, I'm going to let you live that way because that's really who you are. And so if I love you or if I care about you, I don't want you to be nothing that you, that you, that you are not. You just can't do that with me. You can be whoever you want to be, but you're just not going to do it to me, right? So I think that as I get older, I start to understand that each person has a, a pivotal role and place in my life. Okay, so if I choose to lay down with somebody, there's a role for that, and I'm coming into – the age of it, and I was just watching some more, I think it's called Queen of Spades, where she was talking about, you know, you get to a certain age and sex is not really important to you anymore. Like, that would be great if I could have a spotted dick here and there, but it's not important to me because that's not my main focus because I don't want to deal with all the other extra stuff that comes with sleeping with somebody. Do I really feel like, like, you know, you, you girls think that you're savages when you're out there <clears throat> sleeping with men, and I talk a lot about sex because I don't think that a lot of you younger women understand how powerful sex is. I can name to you five people right now in my hometown that have been murdered in sex triangles or just, you know what I'm saying, this person loved this person, somebody shot this dude over here because he was sleeping with the same girl. Like, it's not a game. It's not a game at all. So if I shoot to sleep with somebody, I'm shooting to kill. Like, I'm trying to make you mine, quote, unquote. I'm trying to, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean I'm trying to get married, but I'm trying to, like, knock your head into a headboard. I did not come here to play, okay? So a lot of you women think that by spreading yourself thin and sleeping with a bunch of people that this is part of this, like, slut movement and this liberation movement, and really what you're doing, baby girls, is giving away your magic, I don't know about you, but I was raised that, you know, what's in between your legs is diamonds and pearls. And, you know, Audrey May telling me that, my mama telling me that, you don't just let everybody eat out your cookie box and, you know, things like that. And now you guys are using sex as a weapon. And so for everything that y'all talk about, witchcraft is from the devil and this, this, and this, you do understand that sex magic is one of the most powerful and potent magic in the universe. 
So y'all are out here engaging in activities, not realizing that you are now connecting with people. So soul ties are a real thing, but technically it's not. It might just be that your sex demons like playing with his sex demons, so when they get together, they have a good time. And then you as a human, as a mortal, you know, women, we got to stop with the whole I'm a savage. So, so we are savage because we're able to sleep with people and not connect with them? No, that's whorish. Whorish and savage, two different things. I used to think I was a savage because I don't attach myself to people, right? And so over the years, I softened up and learned to attach myself to people. But guess what? When I attach myself to people, now I'm getting hurt. Because I'm expecting you to be who you told me you were, you know, six months ago, eight months ago, ten years ago, and you're not. And this hurts my feelings because I've grown to love the person that I think you are, but I realize that just like butterflies and bees and everything else, I can't hold you in my hands. I can't keep you with me if you belong to the world. So imagine a man trying to come into my life and date me, right? And I'm a homebody. I like being in the house. I work in an environment that is consistently crazy 24 hours a day. I like coming home and just chilling with my family and cooking and cleaning. I'm literally the eternal Cancerian. I'm literally the eternal moon child. But at the same time, if you cross me, I'm, I literally turn into 50 Cent. <laughs> I literally turn into Mike Tyson, OJ, all very, very, very well-known cancer. Okay? So I'm not interested in attaching myself to somebody that don't want to be attached. And so instead of me, I used to think I was a savage because – if somebody hurt my feelings, I would literally just cut them off like they never even existed, right? And I learned that through space and through time, men don't like that, right, because they want you to be obsessed with them. They want you to be, you know, but I love you, and that just was never me. Like, I just, I'm not the girl that's just going to break down and drag on your leg and please don't leave me, baby, don't go. Like, boy, fuck you. Like, I, I just, I don't care. And that audaciousness comes from the fact that I didn't used to attach myself to people. So when I started trying to act like a normal person and a normal girl and attach myself to people, that's when I was getting my feelings hurt, you know, because I'm believing all these lies that are told. So now I'm back in a space where I'm not attaching myself to people. If it comes, it comes. If it goes, it goes. If I meet somebody and I don't give a damn if he's 35, I don't care if he's 55, I don't care if he's 45. If I, I have no attachment to these ideas that are here on this planet anymore. I don't. I don't want to be attached to somebody that while they're dating me, they're trying to sequester me, right? Can you imagine dating me and then having to realize that you have to share me on air twice a week? You have to share me with the people that I work with every day. And there are – I work in a national database full of people that got money, been had money, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm around beautiful people all the time. I work with a bunch of beautiful men. You have to share me with them. Those are my work husbands. I have work wives. I have work children. Okay, so you have to share me with all them. Then you have to share me with the spiritual community. So women like me, and it's not like women like me, like I'm patting myself on the back, but women like me that don't really need a significant other or an attachment, but perhaps maybe want one, what are you going to bring into, into my eyesight that is going to make me say I want to attach myself to you? A bunch of damn nothing. Nothing. So all you could do for me is really just be yourself. 
And if I gravitate towards that, and one thing about me, I'll just give you a, a hint, I gravitate towards safety. I like to feel safe. I like to feel like if I walk up in some place and say, yo, my man will come up in here and air this bitch out, that I'm telling the truth, and that you're going to go in there and air that bitch out. Now, we old as hell now, so who gonna, you know, who is really out in clubs and doing all that and fighting? But I need people to understand that if you see him, you see me, and there's a certain level of respect that comes with that. That's not attachment. That's me allowing him to be his God self or to be his king self, okay? I learned that when I attach myself, let me tell you what else we attach ourselves to. We attach ourselves to ideas. It is okay to be a dreamer, but me, I'm an executioner. I'm somebody that likes to execute, not in the killing sense, but to get things done. I cannot sit here and dream all day in my 30s and in my 40s, and I'm trying to figure out the second phase of my life. Dreaming is for little kids and people in their 20s. In, thir- in your 30s and 40s, you should be executing anything that you put into the universe. And if you were really as gifted as you think that you are, and blessed as you think that you are, anything that you put in the universe should be coming back to you. Now, I don't believe in the threefold rule. I don't believe in the tenfold rule. I believe that I have a gift that whatever I say, it, it's going to happen. That's good or bad. So you choose how we going to function. I'm only worried about myself and my family. So if I attach myself to somebody, I need somebody that's going to be out here praying and, and bringing my name to the altar just as much as I'm bringing theirs. Let's get into another thing about marriage, which is the the whole Nipsey Hussle thing really opened my eyes to something that I was already thinking about years in advance. But I'm at an age and a stage in life where if a marriage comes, that's great, because y'all always say marriage is just a piece of paper, right? No, marriage is an attachment. Marriage is a business, and it's not easy. The actual marriage itself is not easy. That's why some of y'all be in these relationships three years, five years, ten years, and they get married and be married and divorced in six months. You gave all that you had at the wrong time. It's not about taming. It's about timing, okay? You guys ask God to send you these mates, and then you're not ready. And to be honest with you, I think that's what happened with my relationship with the dude in Texas, Right? You asked for this specific type of woman, which was me, okay, and we had an off-and-on relationship, you know, over the years, uh, but we had a friendship first. All, all my hoes I had, a, I had a friendship with first, and I only call you hoes because that's what y'all was, okay? I really tried to spread your dick very thin. The bottom line is, is that when I began, like, so with my ex that's down in Texas, we started out in 2015, ended up, you know, falling back because he had what was called the unicorn effect, where you think that because you hitting some mystical, magical creature, myself, that all the women look at you the way I do, that all the women want to sleep with you the way that I do, that all the women find you attractive like I do. And that is a goddamn lie. You should never think that. Okay? I'm not a savage or a hoe when it comes to, like, when I'm in a relationship, I'm with that person. You know what I'm saying? May May the best bitch win, right? So I like dating. I like the chase. I like, you know, okay, he might be seeing other people keep a G with me. Because while you're seeing other people, I'm going to see other people too. And I promise you, if we bring them all to the table, you're going to get your feelings hurt. I'm not going to get my feelings hurt. I'm really not. Because I know what I'm doing, and if if me and you ain't supposed to be together, we're just not going to be together. So I think what happened was he prayed, prayed, prayed. We took a several-year hiatus, but we left on decent terms. He He just was confused about who he was and who I was in the universe. And... I recently just let that go because I realized that 
he was preparing for the relationship that he wanted. And then when the relationship came, it came very quickly because he was a spiritual person as well, and he wasn't ready, not financially, not spiritually, not just as a man. Like you were not ready to let go of things that still made you a child or things that were addicting or you were not ready to let go of this notion that, you know, you could really be out here broke and be dating. If you are broke, I'm going to tell you all straight up, don't date, male or female, because it's not fair. Because while I'm going out here going to dinner and eating whatever I want to eat and buying my son whatever I'm, at, doing, whatever I'm doing and you can't do that, that's okay, but get your money together before you go out there trying to be somebody's wife or trying to be somebody's husband. Okay, so this isn't about, listen, again, in your 30s and 40s, we passed the building stage. Everybody should have their own small little empires or something that they built to show for the last, you know, 30, 40 years that you've been on earth. If you don't, it's time to wake up and stop attaching yourself to the idea that you're just going to go to work and then come home. I just watched a special the other day um, with uh, Sanjay Gupta, who is gorgeous, I think. And Dr. Sanjay Gupta was talking about how people are having these stress levels because, like, these factories that have been in existence, especially in Pittsburgh and in Cleveland and different places like that, you know, upper middle class, just was coming in and just shutting things down. So these are people that were used to working overtime and making eighty, ninety thousand dollars a year just in a blue collar job that now don't have a job anymore. Suicide rate is up, opioid addiction is up because we are attaching ourselves to material things now. I just made a post the other day and I've been ridiculed for this because I don't give a damn. I will live in my parents' house for as long as I am allowed to because both my parents are deceased and my stepdad is still alive. Um, because that's what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be working and helping and trying to take care of the family and doing things like that. At the end of the day, I'm a woman. And so in a lot of different um, households, not so much religion, but just Latin households, Greek households, things like that, if the female is unmarried, okay, Italian too, um, you stay and you handle your business. Why am I going to go and make things harder for myself? Now, let's be clear, I own a home. Everything is in renovation. When my mother left this earth, she didn't have no debt. She didn't have no bills. She didn't have a car note. She didn't have rent. She didn't have a mortgage. She didn't have nothing, okay? So there's no, my mother had no attachment to material things. She saw something she wanted, she went and she bought it, okay? So for me, we are attaching ourselves to things and people that don't matter. And then when we lose our job that was affording us the house that we wanted, now we're upset and we're devastated because we don't know what to do. A lot of y'all only exist because of your job. If your job was to close down tomorrow, who are you? And that's a question that I had to ask myself, which is why when people say, well, what else do you do on the side? Oh, I own 716 CBD. I own Zero Fucks. I own Rage and Reiki Studio. I own, you know what I'm saying, uh, Boom Enterprises, which is who does the, uh, the, uh, the books when I'm ghostwriting books. I still do all that. I got another book coming out called Black Girls Book of Shadows, which just as the days go on, there's just chapters and chapters and chapters and sightings that I'm putting in there, sighting with a C, not an S. Um, and I do that because if my job, I'm not attached to my job. I'm attached to the salary, but I'm not attached to my job. I know what it's like to wake up and be sick and then have to take three months off work, and they send you $5 a week. You know, so I think that when we stop, going into situations, and I'm a cancer, so y'all know I'm me to do it. I'm planning a wedding. I'm, plan- <laughs> I'm planning what we name an adopted uh, dogs and cats and, you know what I'm saying, things like that, trying to adopt the kids, the Mexican kids down at ICE, you know. 
so on and so forth. So I'm a cancer, so I'm somebody that's always going to plan, you know, three to six business years ahead. However, that's also attachment. That means that I think that you're going to be around, so take it as a compliment. However, as we go forward, another part of attachment is the reason that a lot of us are in pain. Like we're attached to this idea that the relationship that we had with somebody three years ago, five years ago, six years ago is the same, and it's not. You know, I'm getting ready to go to um, to go out of town, and I'm going to actually see one of my oldest and dearest best friends that I did not speak to for six years, okay? That's that cold shit that I was talking to you about. If you if you do one little fucking thing to me that I feel is out of outside of our friendship or outside of the ramifications of who you are as a human, I don't have time to really hear about why you did it or for what reason, and now I'm seeing it was all a misunderstanding, but... I don't have time for that. I have to keep going because that hurts. You know, when I'm lashing out, I'm hurt. When I stop talking to you, I'm hurt, right? Me lashing out at someone, you know, and, and, and for the people that actually know me, and Shauna, you know, I'm very disappointed that, the, you know, our friendship ended the way that it did because it wasn't that we were really friends, but we were cool because you know that if I'm lashing out, first of all, I didn't even go to this particular person about, and Shauna knows what I'm talking about, but I'm upset because y'all chose to go against me. I didn't even say nothing to y'all. And they know what I'm talking about, a specific situation. So we weren't close friends, but, you know, I consider Shauna somebody that when I'm like, you know, fuck this and fuck that, she was like, no, baby girl, you just hurt, you just angry. You know, she knew me since I was a kid, whatever, whatever. I don't agree with the picking of sides and things like that, but I just feel like I don't like wishy-washy women, right? Shauna wasn't one of those women, but I did delete people out of my life that were very wishy-washy. Like every time I turn around, you in this business or that business, and you, got, you women do a lot of things just to get a heart under your picture. And I'm just not one of those women, and it's weak to me, and I can't, I can't associate myself with that. Some of y'all don't like me just because y'all don't like me, and I'm never going to care. I'm not attached to whatever it is your idea is. But if you can't come to me and sit down and say, these are the reasons why I don't fuck with you and I don't like you and this, this, and this, I'm never going to care about your attachment to whatever idea it is that you think. 90% of y'all ain't never even been in any of my houses. 75% of y'all don't even know my child's real name. And if it wasn't for the newspaper article, you wouldn't know my last name either, my government. So, you know, with me, if I'm lashing out at somebody, it's because I care. It's because I'm upset. It's when I stop talking about you, that's the problem. I have to cleanse and get rid of my attachments in my own way. And these last attachments that I've had over the years were people that hurt me because they were not who they said they were. And I watched you be not shit and not who you said you were. And so as a result, guess what happens to you? You hurt because you guys are, you men are out here existing in this universe trying to say you're this king or trying to say you're this god or you have all this money and you have all the answers and you have everything together, and guess what? You don't. So why don't you go sit y'all asses down, right, and focus on what triggers you, why you're doing this. Everything is also not in therapy. I'm a huge advocate of therapy, but sometimes you need to go sit down and talk to an elder, a lot of y'all wasn't raised with strong men in the home, and it shows. A lot of y'all men ain't never been punched in the face for talking about a woman. A lot of you men ain't never had your ass whooped by somebody's brother for hurting their sister. And y'all forget that part. Have several brothers and addresses. There are several people that are old punches in the mouth, but I don't do that because I'd rather just, dis- you know, just take myself out the situation, no attachment, and move on with my life. 
Because at the end of it all, my time here on earth is not to be spent. I'm supposed to be giving to people. I'm supposed to be spreading love, okay? I'm not supposed to be laying up under nobody's raggedy son, worried about what he's doing when I go to work. I'm not supposed to be laying up under nobody's raggedy son and then having the epiphany that, wow, if he does this to her while she's at work trying to take care of him and he ain't got no job, what does that make me? Now, I'm a bum, you know what I'm saying, for even entertaining it. And queens don't function like that. You're supposed to give a bum some spare change, not some pussy. Okay? That's that attachment. A lot of us women get attached to the idea that you're taking somebody from somebody. A lot of us get attached to the ideas that, that, you know, I'm better than this girl if I'm still sleeping with her man. This is absolutely false. You ladies have to learn that if he sleep. listen, I can't talk about these hood rats and thoughts no more because I had a dude that ran through the whole town. You understand what I'm saying? So I can't talk about these hood rats and thoughts. You know why? Because I'm just like them. You know why? You know why? Because he chose us both. He chose us both. And, and these facades that these men put in women are what's killing us in the black and Latina community because you don't know who your man is. Do you know how many went, listen, remember that movie for color girls? When the, you know, who, for color girls who contemplated suicide, the rainbow is enough who the author recently passed away. That was a real deal situation, that Janet Jackson situation. When your spidey senses is kicking up and you know, you know what I'm saying? Like we are dying every day because we are attached to this image and this picture that we painted. What if we just took a blank sheet of paper and said, now you scribble on this paper and tell me who you are. I want to be in a relationship where I'm comfortable enough to let my man, you know, if he want to have an earring in his nose, if he want to be Asian, if he want to be, you know, Filipino, or if he want to be black or Mexican or whatever, he could be that. If you have different religious ideals, you can be that. I remember meeting a guy at Essence Fest in New Orleans and him telling me he was an atheist, and I kind of, like, stood away from him, like, hold up, instead of trying to understand. I mean, I could definitely prove why that's a, a, a unrealistic theory, but I didn't even take the time because I was attached to the idea that, oh, my God, if he's an atheist, he doesn't believe in God, and, like, he's going to be struck down by lightning. That was my first thought. And now I'm meeting more and more black atheists. I'm meeting more and more black people who are straying away from the institution of church, which is why we're here on this show. If you can take the idea that you have of somebody in this picture that you painted of somebody and let them paint the picture, you would have a different kind of love for them. You understand what I'm saying? I told you, I have a love for somebody right now I will likely never probably speak to ever again in life just because it's not even that it's painful. It's just like you got to go through some life lessons before you can come back and talk to me. Maybe you need to get your ass whooped several times. Maybe you need to get jumped. Maybe you need to get stabbed. I don't know what you need to do to make you feel the pain that you have caused other people because people don't realize there's a ripple effect in every single thing that we do. And if you attach yourself, like I said, y'all always want to talk about the 48 laws of power. You never talk about that one where it says disassociate yourself with the unlucky. Okay? If you got, well, this person had problems back to back to back, and I feel sorry for them. Oh, I don't because I'm not going to interrupt. Nothing else going on with somebody. We think that person is so nice. But every lie you tell has a consequence. Every time you cheat on somebody, and then when your girlfriend come home, you're telling her you love her and you just ate somebody's ass 20 minutes ago, there's a consequence for that. Not because you ate the ass. 
No, 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 no. There's a consequence because you have somebody else out here thinking she's the only one, thinking that he's, he's the only person that you're messing with. And that's where that rage comes from is because people are attached to the picture that you show them every day. And then there's me. I work in a facility. I see all types of stuff. I see your girlfriends. I see your husbands. I see your wives. I see your side dude, your side female. I see dudes in there that's gay, that's portraying like they're not. I see a lot of things, all confidential, of course. But why don't you just let them paint the picture of who they are? If people were just out here telling the truth about who they are, listen, at this point, if I'm dating right now and somebody says, tell me about yourself, I'm going to just have them hit Google. I I am because I don't really see – anything that I tell you, it doesn't matter. I'm not a self-professor. I'm not going to tell you, like, oh, I'm a priestess and I I do this. Because, you know, when you're dating, it sounds like bragging, right? You tell me who I am. You tell me what image you painted of yourself, and I'll tell you what's wrong with that image, you know? So, like I said, attachment and ego. Ego will also having you stay in situations where you're abused, you're not appreciated, you are a laughing stock, and you don't even know. See, and that's my number one thing. I think, especially for Black women, we don't like to be embarrassed. If you cheat on me, or you feel like you need to go to the left or do this, this, and this on the internet, just come and tell me, because then I could say, oh well, he told me about you, little nasty ass. He told me, right? I am just a different breed. I'm a different kind of woman. I'm a grown woman. And somebody um, that I call Pocahontas was actually online talking about, you know, how she feels like all men cheat. And that's not a derogatory statement. That is a statement that if you've been in relationships for 10 years and 15 years and things like that, you know, you have to come to the terms that you are not that bitch. You are not going to be the apple of his eyes every day, and there's a whole tree out there full of apples. I have to start coming into the into the ideology that I'm getting older. You know, I'm visiting spas and getting tightened up and, you know, drinking Kratom and making sure that my body is healthy on the inside and out. I'm eating whole pineapples. I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing to make sure that I have my main upkeep. But age is upon us. And so now I understand what my, my aunties and the older women in my family used to see when I come through the door in Pittsburgh. You know what I'm saying? When I'm going to college, I remember my mom just looking at me with the glaze in her eyes like, you stole my body, you know, top heavy, little, little itty-bitty booty, no hips, no waist, no stretch marks, no nothing. You know, and now I have to, I have come to the to the age of maintenance. In your 40s, you got to maintain whatever it was that you, how you was living your life in your 20s and 30s. That's another thing we're attached to. Throwback Thursday, everybody's favorite day because everybody wants to keep, keep throwing back what they used to look like. But what you doing now? What are you looking like now? Because I'm not really so much. Listen, you think I care about this C-section and these hysterectomy scars? I don't. I still wear bikinis, and I do not care. Because I don't want you to get in the room and be like, oh, I didn't know that. Well, now you know. I'm scarred up too. And look at your stretch marks on your arms and on your stomachs because you may got a lot of damn nerves out here with your stomach hanging over like muffin tops. And then you out here talking about women, which you wish you had, and your beard don't even connect. Huh. Mm-mm. Your ego. I'm going to get to this. Your ego will have you stand in situations because you swear somebody want what you got and they don't. We laughing at you. We are. I laugh at a lot of y'all. because, And I feel bad because it's like, I hate to be the, you know, quintessential women of Brewster places. She only knew. Some of y'all do know. Some of y'all do know, 
and y'all don't care because you're turning it into a competition. If he doesn't value you or if she doesn't value you, why should I? I hate to hear dudes talk about a woman cheating on them and a woman doing this and a woman doing that. That hurts my feelings because I'm just like, and then they be like, but you know I love her. I be wanting to punch them right in their face. Like that is whole like behavior. She didn't just cheat just one time. It's not the cheating, right? It's not the cheating. It's the attachment to the other person that we're upset about. Like where did this person come from? And now in the age of social media, I don't feel like doing all that. Most of the men that I date or have them with didn't have social media. And then when they did, I'm like, bro, you know I could see you at 3 in the morning hitting like on, on this and on that. I'm attached to the idea that if you like me, you can't like that. And a lot of y'all will be shocked that you look a certain way, you're thin, your hair's long, your edges are grown in, whatever, whatever, you're, you're petite, whatever, and your man is out here messing with a boy that got three stomachs. I know y'all don't want to hear that, but it's really happening. Big girls are winning. Skinny bitches winning too. 19-year-olds is winning too. 22-year-olds is winning too. I, am, I, I literally would applaud you if you took the time to have these conversations with your men. Go to a strip club, okay, with your man. Do you like that? Like you like that, you know? And it's not about self-esteem. It's not about Satan's den or the den of iniquity. It's about I need to know, like some more said, what you really like. Because then I can gauge, do I want to attach myself to somebody that likes it? I'm all about new experiences. And listen, I meant to post something the other day. Y'all are so attached to some of these men that some of y'all will fake like y'all gay or bisexual and have a threesome because that's what he wants, and you're not really into it. And guess what happens in 95% of them relationships? Y'all break up. So you out here eating pussy for no reason, okay, letting him live his fantasy, and what are you, young lady, getting out of it? Y'all ain't gay. Y'all just out here just doing stuff, being nasty, because that's what he want to do. I do what I want to do, okay? So if I can't bring no another man in the room and he could push up on you, you're not bringing no another woman in my room. The bedroom is supposed to be sacred. Now, if that's what y'all like, do what you do. I know gay girls that really are into threesome. That's good. That's what they want to do. That's what they like. But if your man is pressuring you to do all this and do all these things and you're not really into it, you are attached to the idea that if you go and you beat the brakes off him, sex ain't going to do it. These dudes be out here doing what they want to do. And I'm telling you, I'm so embarrassed when I see some of the dudes, some of the females that the dudes done not left me for, but like was going to the, I leave, but that was going to the left on me for. Like I'm out here, you know, drinking Kratom, eating lettuce, and you over here with a girl that got four stomachs and, and, and her back wide as a table. You over here, and, and the whole town that ran through her, she sleep with people and kind of take a baby wipe and go back in the club. That's the type of boys that y'all dealing with, right? And I'm embarrassed because now you just made this little girl think that she and me are the same. I'm the type of boy, when I walk in the room, y'all got to sit up straight now. So now you got me out here embarrassed. You know, y'all can say what y'all If y'all ever caught me in your man's, you know, messages or whatever, whatever, if you look at the messages, he was calling me. I wasn't calling him. And this is going back from the beginning of time. And in addition to that, you wasn't never embarrassed about me. You might have been embarrassed because I was older. You might have been embarrassed because at the time I was a little thick because whatever happened. But you definitely wasn't embarrassed because I wasn't out here handling my business. See, one thing about me, I like to be in good company. I don't attach myself to men that don't know how to pick women. 
I don't attach myself to men that, you know, hoes going to be hoes. They do what they do. They come with the territory. So I'm in agreement with Pocahontas when she said that. There's so many beautiful women out here that's offering something. The only time I've ever been jealous in my entire life was when a woman had something that I could not attain in that moment. And guess what it was? It was never the man. It was never the man. It might have been her financial security. It might have been she was really out here handling her business. It might have been that she was just naturally pretty when she woke up in the morning and didn't have no makeup on. That's something to admire, not something to be jealous of. I'm not jealous of none of these hoes because my attachment isn't rooted in the man. My attachment is rooted in the picture I paint of him. And so when people say, well, you say that you still love this person, no, I love that person in a different way now. Trust me, if I put my mouth on you, I still got feelings for you. It just means that, I mean, I don't want you to die. I don't want nothing to happen to you. But my attachment isn't rooted in what kind of relationship we had before. My attachment is rooted in what can we do for each other now, okay? You in a bad space. That's how I ended up back with my ex in Texas. He had all these surgeries, motherfucker was dying, had, you know, colostomy bags, like all types of stuff, like major illness, and I was right by his side. My attachment to, was to the picture that, that he painted instead of the one that I painted for myself. So we got to learn to let go of stuff because if we can't let go of stuff, we're not going to be able to move forward and make that space for the people that want to paint their own pictures of us. You keep letting people paint you out to be something, something, and something else, no, just be yourself, and then the people that are supposed to be in your life are going to gravitate to that. And y'all know I'm going to leave you with this. Good, 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 good.